Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that decided it was a good idea to watch the creepiest episode of the season on the darkest, stormiest day of the year. The Noobs and the Hoobian! My name is Austin, I'm the Hoobian, these are my sons Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the Noobs! And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode 48, covering season four, episodes eight and nine, the greatest two-parter so far, Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. This is the one where the Doctor and Donna meet River Song, you guys! The doctor gets a message on a psychic paper to come to the library and help. So he does, but something strange is happening. It's a library that's an entire planet, and there's silence in the library. There's also the creepiest little girl since Chloe Weber, but she's not really there there. She's just kind of there. But not there, where they are there, and we're there, but she's not there. Some other people show up, and they're actually there. A group of explorers, including the owner of the company that runs the library, and one Professor River Song. She's kind of interesting. She seems to know the doctor, but he's never met her before. Meanwhile, the shadows are pretty freaky in this place. They don't like to stay in one place, and occasionally they attach themselves to people. That's because they're not shadows, but the piranhas of the air called the Vashta Narada. While trying unsuccessfully to keep everyone there from being eaten alive, the doctor is also trying to figure out what happened to the 4,022 people that disappeared 100 years ago. 4,022 people saved, no survivors. Pretty much everyone in a spacesuit eventually succumbs to the Vashta Narada in one of the most terrifying ways possible, but more on that later. Eventually, the doctor makes his way to the data core of the planet slash library and realizes that everyone was saved onto the hard drive. He makes a deal with the Vashta Narada to let them all go if he can beam them back. In exchange, he won't uh, destroy them, I guess. I, I wasn't clear what the deal was. They get to live, I guess. Mm. However, it will take a human relay for the computer to be able to beam everyone back, and the doctor is, is set to get all self-sacrificial until River knocks him out and wires herself up in his place. She gives her life so that everyone else can live. The doctor says a bittersweet goodbye to this amazing woman that he just met, then suddenly realizes that he can upload her into the library where she and all her friends can live forever. The doctor is okay, Donna is okay, and I am totally not okay. The end. Guys, this is uh, story number 195, originally airing May 31st and June 7th, 2008, to uh, 6.27 and 7.84 million viewers, Considerable respectively. difference. It's yeah, normally it goes down. A million and a half. Yeah, normally it goes down. This time it, uh, it went up. So one and a half million people were like, who? Who's, who's, who's her? <laughs> this is pretty epic. What's happening? Uh, written by Stephen Moffat. Um, we'll talk more uh, about Stephen throughout the episode. Um, this one this one had his fingerprints just all over it. Mm. I'm talking like, you know, like like your glass of soda looks like while you're eating pizza and, and not wiping your hands on your napkin really well. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about. Y'all do this all the time. Yeah. Uh, this was also uh, directed by Euros Lynn. Great What's that? Great analogy. Thanks. I worked real hard on that one. Uh, so our cast this week, um, the the two big ones, uh, one of them was Mr. Lux. And I, I honestly, I didn't even look him up as far as cast. I just wanted to make a note here that Lux means light. I thought that was fun. Wow. That the library was run by a family called Lux. And now they've been taken over by sentient <laughs> shadows, essentially. Like, yeah. living, devouring darkness. Like, this couldn't have been, like, made Did you up. know this? Or did you look this up? 
Huh. No, lux is one of those one of those Latin words that's stuck in my brain. So I this knew is that one. so good that uh, it couldn't have been planned. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it, it absolutely was planned. I'm sure. Um, and then we also have Professor River Song. You guys, um, this is uh, Alex Kingston, and um, she has been in all kinds of stuff. I'll be honest. Uh, I looked in her IMDb. She's been in ER, CSI, NCIS, Law and Order SVU. She was Lady Macbeth in a movie version of Macbeth at one time. She has been in a ton of stuff and I have never seen her anywhere else because all I know her as is River Freaking Song. Okay? I'm noticing a pattern with this CSI, NCIS, and Law and Order. Yeah, she was in like every crime show uh, of the early 2000s. That makes sense. Um, And yeah, she... How? She was on ER like in the in the mid '90s or something, uh, for for several episodes. A lot of the other stuff was just like she was, you know, random person number seven on one episode of NCIS. You know, where yeah. she was like a major character for that episode, but just for you know that one episode mm-hmm. and then moved yeah, on. Yeah, it's not important. Later. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and again, I've I, she was the main bad guy in all. she she was the murderer in every one of them um honestly i I, maybe i have seen her and i didn't know her back then so i wouldn't have recognized her um she's she's kind of uh she kind of stands out you know she's got a very distinct look Mm -hmm. um if nothing else the hair would just kind of um kind of grab your attention but i i don't know her from anything other than this um, myself personally so uh, miscellaneous trivia uh this is the 50th episode of new who so congratulations, guys. We're we're at hey. episode episode fifty. Wait, how is it? Oh, I was gonna say, how is it that this is the fiftieth episode of New Who? We do all this other stuff, and we're only on forty eight because of two parters. Yeah, which makes we sense com- now. We combine the two parters, and then we throw in extra episodes. So we're like we're a little bit out of sync. That would have been cool if I'd have known that. Maybe we could have timed it out, and maybe we could have made Let's this lane on fifty extra episodes and put them. <laughs> Don't release them right now. Um, yeah. So, um, oh, by the way, uh, interesting time to note that last weekend when we were recording, we had some extra time, and we recorded a timey wimey that we haven't. I haven't told anybody what it was. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be a secret. Except us, because we. Well, know what it yeah, duh. Because <laughs> y'all are here. All right, boys. Let's talk about a movie. I'm not going to tell you which one, but I'm going to talk about it. Hey. Uh, no. Um, it was basically a solo podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, I did mention in, on Facebook that we recorded one, and I said that that um, uh, very observant uh, listeners to the podcast may be able to piece together enough of our side conversation to know what we would have covered on that mm-hmm. on that bonus episode. It's not a bonus episode. It's what we're calling a bank show where we, we, we recorded it and we deposited it in the bank so that the next time we miss out on an episode – uh, next time we miss a recording, we'll just drop that one in the feed for you. So that'll be yeah. just a fun little uh, fun little bonus episode. We think ahead. We're smart. And yeah. now y'all guys will just be sitting here waiting for your feed to update and hoping that you're going to get this bonus episode. No, it's not a bonus episode. It's a bank it's show. Bank show. Bank show. Bank show. Um, all right. So let's see. Um, oh, I did see an interesting note. Check this out. Russell T. Davies feels that this episode is even more frightening than Stephen Moffat's um, Series 3 episode, Blink. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I Stephen Moffat. that. Stephen Moffat yeah. wrote this, and he wrote Blink, and he wrote... The Empty Child. The Empty Child. Which is still the most ones. frightening one. Uh, Russell T. Davies thinks that this one is more frightening than Blink, and Blink, apparently on, on the official... Uh, and I'm, I'm getting this from the, the TARDIS.Wikia.com, um, but on the Doctor Who website, they had a Fear Factor feature where they would rate on a scale of 1 to 5. 
Similar to our creep and level. And Blink got a 5.5 out of 5. <laughs> so then and this one got on like an official a six website out of five? about their own TV show. That's correct. They gave it a 5 point. Correct. And Russell T Davies feels that this episode yeah. or this this two-parter was more frightening than that one. So I guess he gave this one uh, like a 6. A 6 <laughs> out of 5. Yeah, I don't know. So what if it was like a 5.6 out of 5? Uh, <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, uh, guys, just wanted to take a quick moment to remind you that Noobs in the Whovian is brought to you by R5 website management, uh, the R5, that is us five reasons here. Uh, you can get world-class hosting, domain registration and security at a great price. Use the code NOOBS, N-O-O-B-S, at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. Now, the way that works, guys, you're going to get that off one time when you use that code. So if you're wondering, hmm, should I go ahead and get two years worth of hosting? Or should I go ahead and get that domain registered for three years or just one? As much as you throw in that basket this time, you get 15% off of that order. And then everything renews at the regular price. So make sure you go to store.r5websitemanagement.com. Dot com and you can get started building your website today. As a side note, we also work on websites. So if you need any help getting that website started, just go over to r5websitemanagement.com and you can find out how to contact us there about helping you build an awesome website. All right, so let's get on to the checklist. The uh, baddie of the week. <sighs> yes. The Vashta Narada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The doctor says, it's what's in the dark. It's what's always in the dark. Okay. And then says... Everyone's getting creeped out of there. <laughs> it's, it's what's always in the dark. And then follows that up by saying, it could be in any shadow, but not all shadows. It's not in yes, all shadows. it's sh- not in every shadow. It's always in the dark. But any shadow. But it, not all What is dark. always in the dark, but is not in every dark. That's right. <laughs> uh, he says they're on almost, like, almost every planet where there's meat, there's Vashta Narada. Oh, thanks. Uh, so, thanks for reminding so me I'm made out of edibles. Um, I am meat. Isn't meat on said planet? Then they're not there. Then they're not there. Yeah, because there's nothing for them to eat. Which means apparently almost every planet is inhabited. Because, well, I think he meant every you know like world, every inhabited planet. Yeah, I think he said a billion billions are on. They're on billions of planets, Um, and uh, he says that every now and then. Oh, of course they're on Earth. Of course they're on Earth. Because remember, guys, there's meat and there's darkness. Remember, if you if you are if you think you see something move in the mirror. It's real. It's, it's because girl. the doctor trapped a little girl there. And if you're Which afraid is, of the dark... It is more terrifying than whatever you possibly saw moving in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you're afraid of the dark, good. <laughs> you should be. The dark should be feared. Everybody has an irrational fear of the dark, except it's not irrational. I am keeping yes. my light on for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Why is so there a shadow in the corner? Not only are they, of course, about? on Earth, because Donna's like, well, they're not on Earth. He's like, of course they're on Earth. Duh. Why would they um, not be? And sometimes you can even sort of see them. You know the the dust you see in the sunbeams? Oh, thanks for making that magical part of my Thank life you. horrifying <laughs> now. Great. Now I'm never trying to swat away those things. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> the so. dust and sunbeams, except they're not dust. They're air piranha. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> but why can't they eat me then when I'm swatting at them? They can only eat me in, like, the dark. Wait. Quiet, you. But if they <laughs> live in the dark, and they're always in the dark... Yeah. Like, can you see them in sunbeams? Mm-hmm. Plot holes. Plot holes. Plot holes. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love the um, the chicken when he throws the chicken leg uh, through the shadow and it just clatters to the ground it. as like a bleached white bone. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. How like, many that are whole, there? That whole like sound effect of like when he throws it. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's a great little jump cut. 
they show him toss it and then when they cut over to it it's like you know it's already a bone but you hear this <laughs> kind of sound this this devouring sound I mean, in the middle there must have been like trillions or something if they're the size of dust yeah, i mean i'm assuming that, that i'm assuming that they're like microscopic yeah. i mean they they've got to be so um, which means they can only like nibble at my skin no <laughs> uh, no apparently they can no, but there's like, like trillions upon trillions. Oh, like trillions any upon any one of them? Yeah, it would just yeah. be like an itch on your arm. Maybe that's what itching is. Uh, <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm scared of church because they have a ton of lights on the ceiling and sometimes I have like four shadows and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, um, awesome. awesome. Um, Dad, I have six shadows. <laughs> All right, so moving on down the checklist, uh, we didn't get any fantastics or wells. Or, uh, we we made a change to the well count. Um, we we decided it's gotten a little out of hand. Um, mm. So what we're gonna do is, I think we actually mentioned in the last episode we had the like the classic like three part well well, well well yeah yeah it was uh, what was it in the last episode? That well, was the last episode. The unicorn and the wasp. It was like. Get me every time. Well, that's some, right. Most of the time. Well, sometimes. Well, once or twice. Well, well once. Well, one. But it was a good one. Oh, good <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, so we're we're only going to count that. So we're only going to count when he when he does the well. I said this or well that well that. Not every time he says well because what? it's just getting out of hand. Yeah, uh, we, we have, have fifty two. So, yeah, the running count is fifty two. Not has surpassed our episode count. That's right. Uh, the well count is at 52, and that does not include the, I don't know, three or four that happened this episode that we decided not to record. So Or this, mm-hmm. this um, these two episodes. I think it was so. like six. Uh, we did get an I'm sorry. Um, it was it was a little off. It wasn't exactly I'm I'm. No, he literally said I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. No, he didn't say I'm, like, so, I'm so sorry. So he said I'm sorry. very sorry. Yeah, something like that. But it was, it was close it's enough. It's close enough. And it was when. No, um, he said I'm sorry. I'm so very sorry. We're getting, really, okay. we're getting really stingy with our <laughs> sorries here. That's right, that's right. Um, so that was uh, when somebody or other ended up with two shadows. Uh, yeah. So that, that brings our count. It was the guy they told to stay behind. You have two right, shadows right. now. Um, as we it, said It last was uh, other. Other Dave. Other Dave. Other Dave, yeah. I love Other Dave. Proper Dave. Proper Dave. Other Dave. <laughs> I just, I love, I love that, because um, when that first happens and he like belabors the point, like takes 30 seconds out of an episode to explain that naming scheme, I was like, what are we doing? And then it like, they kept referring to them as Other Dave mm-hmm. and Proper Dave and it made me smile every single time. Lady Johnson. Uh, oh, yeah. That's funny. I didn't think about that. So I, I was telling the boys a story about um, in, my, in, my, uh, in my high school, there was, uh, there was a vice principal uh, that was named, and I can't remember her last name. It was, like, it was like Johnson or something like that. But they only ever referred to her as Lady Johnson. So... Uh, you had Dr. Janet Andraco was the principal. So she was just Dr. Andraco or Dr. J as we sometimes called her. And then you had, I can't remember any of the other, any of the other vice principals, but so it was like Mr. Smith and, you know, Mr. Fredericks and then uh, Mrs. I don't know, Mitchell or whatever. And then you had Lady Johnson. And I was like, why do they call her lady? And apparently it was because once upon a time there was uh, a, a Mr. Johnson that was an assistant principal. And then when she came on as Mrs. Johnson, it got confusing over the radio. And so they started calling her Lady Johnson. That way it wasn't, did you say Mr. or Mrs.? I don't know who you're calling. So they said Mr. Johnson or Lady Johnson. And then it got to where it wasn't just on the radio. Mm -hmm. They would call her that all the time. 
Mm-hmm. So like even during announcements, they would refer to her to the students as Lady Johnson. And then Mr. Johnson ended up leaving and going on to do other things. And so she was left with no lady. clue why there was a Lady Johnson. Lady I was like, Johnson. did she like get, uh, uh, you know, recognized by the queen or something? Like, why is she Lady Johnson? So, so we had uh, proper Dave and other Dave. Um, real, real quick um, trip, proper Dave or other Dave? What do you? What, what, pick one. Who do you like? Other Dave. <laughs> Corbin? Proper Dave. I'm an other Dave guy myself. Personally. Yeah, I'm, I'm an other Dave. Well, yeah. I like to stand out. But didn't he, get, <laughs> didn't he get eaten in the end, though? Uh, they all got eaten in the end, didn't they? No, there was like one or two left. Actually, I, feel I think like the only one left was Mr. Lux, wasn't it? No, proper it. Dave was... Mr. Yeah. Wasn't Proper Dave the first guy to go? Oh, He was, right. hey, yeah. who turned out the lights? Wasn't that Proper Dave? Yeah, that was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then one Other Dave... One of them Dave, disappeared. One's... Other Dave stuck with the doctor, then he got eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh... The woman, what was her name? I don't know. Uh, she looked familiar to me. I can't yeah, remember. Corbin, Corbin seemed to think he knew her. Um, she, yeah. He she didn't even she bother got, to look up who the actor was. She got taken out. Ariel, Anita, 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 because the doctor said She it. was the first one. You killed Anita. No, she was the last one. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, you're thinking of Miss Evangelista. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she was, was the, the first, first one. Yeah, she was the first one. Um, and then, hey, who turned out the lights? Who was the second one? He was the second one, yeah. Um, but yeah, so all Now that of we're them, inside the suit, we can actually control it for some reason. So let's just <laughs> yeah. say, hey, who turned out the lights over and over and over again? Uh, no, that was, the, that was the comm system. Oh. That, was that, yeah. that was them ghosting. Remember? Yeah. Well, then he was ghosting for like the entire episode. Yeah. Because yeah. he never was, stopped saying it. Was a, it was a little inconsistent there. So. Um, but also the well, other say, guy, he went like halfway through the thing. He was still talking because he was ghosting. Right. They said the yeah. girl's grandpa was ghosting for a whole day, though. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Exactly. Or like a week or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a really long time. It was like time. a week. He kept talking about his shoelaces. Like minutes, maybe. Right. And he kept it's talking crazy. about yeah. his shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, she ended up talking about ice cream. Mm. Ice cream. Poor thing. Cream. Apparently. Existentialism. We'll apparently, get to it later. There was a, there was a thought. Uh, there was a, uh, some confusion as to whether she was saying ice cream or if she was saying. Ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> There yeah. are some people who thought she was saying, ice cream, ice cream. Well, like, we had the captions That's terrible. On. That's like even worse. We had the captions on, so yeah, yeah, we exactly. knew. Uh, so we had no Alonzis. We had no Watts, uh, no Oys. Boy, this would have been a great episode for some uh-huh. Oys. Um, a, a Donna episode as this was would have been good. Um, I I didn't record anything for Impossible, but I did see some notes that, um, that um, River uh, mm-hmm. Called the Doctor Impossible, New Impossible Man, or yes. something like that. So, yeah, she not, that. not anything. River new. of all people. Oh, yeah, I remember it because mm-hmm. he was acting like really stubborn, not like he's well, impossible because he does man. strange oh, things. Oh, that's oh well, that's different. That's that different. is different. Uh, Jiggery Pokery, the uh, psychic paper. Corbin uh, made us a note there that uh, Corbin, you made the note in the same way that I was thinking about it that it can receive messages. And I remember when that happened, didn't you say something like, that's not possible, or it's never done that, or something? Did you say that? I don't remember. Anyway, I definitely didn't say it's not possible. I was thinking that, and was confused as to why he didn't mention it. And then I remembered, uh, or, the, or excuse me, the, the, the Wikia pointed out that this happened before. No. To nine. Yeah, they said it happened on New Earth. The episode really? New Earth. Definitely not. New Earth wasn't with nine, first of all. Oh, was it ten? I I said nine. That was me. Oh. They said that it mm-hmm. they, that it had happened before, 
uh, on the episode New Earth. Oh, I don't. Oh, was that the one? That was the one where 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 Tennant took Martha to New Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was thinking that was yeah yeah yeah. I was thinking it was no, the, I think the it one was with Rose. Rose. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, when they went to New Earth, that was that was that was um that was um gridlock. Why do you keep slapping yeah. the table? So I don't know. Much? Making a point. <laughs> All right. Uh, so at any rate, apparently that's happened before. So uh, we find out on this episode the Sonic can't do wood. <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, I it kind of makes sense. You got to have some limitations, I guess. So uh, the Sonic can't do wood. Apparently one day it'll have red settings, uh, whatever that means, and dampers, whatever that means. So hmm. looking forward to that. Um, and by the way, I I remember her saying that. I don't remember that ever coming up again. So I don't know... <laughs> I don't remember if that ever, if there's ever a callback to that or not. Um, you would hope so. Mm. You would think. You would think that that would be a seed that would be planted that that would pop yeah. up again later, where you would like see him teaching her that. I don't know. Uh, apparently, it's it's uh, too powerful to be interfered with, except by very very strong signals and some hair dryers. That's <laughs> 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 amazing. Certain hair dryers. So, so did he point, say something along the lines of like we haven't worked that out yet or something? Yeah, we're still yeah. working Something on weird it. Like we're that. still working on the. Hands my my down. favorite bit was that he called back to that later on. He said the, um, the you know the signal is definitely coming from the moon. So either somebody somebody is either sending a signal um, uh, to the moon or perhaps doing their hair on the moon or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> perhaps awesome. doing their hair. You know, uh, let's see. Um, oh yeah, Corbin just threw in there that the the TARDIS apparently can be opened by a snap. Corbin, which um, would you like to rant and rave about this? How come he's never tried that before? Why it's would not you? more. Have long you ever than tried that. it for your? Have you ever tried to open the front door by snapping? I guess there's no user manual like for the TARDIS or something. I feel like this is something. I'm willing to bet do. if there was, he has not read it. <laughs> No. True. <laughs> he doesn't even know how to fly it right. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he broke it, like, on the first episode, so. Yeah. I don't, That's how you I can just... tell when something's wrong. It's on the first episode of the first season he breaks it. <laughs> the cloaking device <laughs> and the navigation system were both broken at the time. Wah, <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, Corbin. Give us your, your rant about snapping the open the doors. Did I rant about this? You were so upset about this last night. Uh. What? I'm just kind of annoyed. You were just. I guess I'm just kind of annoyed the fact that like, so suddenly this is a thing that and you you can do, and he just never knew about this. Yeah, and you kept ranting. And then it's an information paradox as well that caused him to ever learn about this at all. Like I figured it was going to be. Are you bothered by it being an ontological paradox or or an information paradox, or are you just making a note there? I'm just making a note. Okay, because I was going to say, if you have a problem with that, let's just stop watching. <laughs> no, I just... If you have a problem with informational and ontological paradoxes, we should stop now. I'll just it's, go ahead and it's say It's like that. with Captain Marvel, where, um, small spoiler, the Avengers initiative was named because that was Captain Marvel's call name, that it's like, what? Uh, Fury happened to see in a picture. It's like, what, what's your point? why would that you just do that? It bothered you so much, too. It just seems like a really dumb way to say, oh, yeah, and that's how that happened. It's it like, makes sense to me. Okay, th- sure, why not? Like, it sounded like, what if we explained, <laughs> like, the day before, what if we explained why the Avengers was called the Avengers? 
Well, her plane could have Avenger on it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. All right. So we we just saw Captain Marvel last night. So we'll we'll try not to bring that back up and spoil anything. So that's that's kind of a that's kind of a minor minor little Dad, tidbit there. So. Much. Uh, yes. I just looked behind me at the suitcase. So there's two suitcases behind us. So I looked back and I saw two shadows and I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. Amazing. I was like, how is that even, what? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh my goodness, there's two. There, yeah, there, is, there is a double shadow. I saw the double shadow. Right I was like, ah! <laughs> They're coming so, to eat everyone me. Everyone, get out of the out of the studio. All right, so um, yeah, I, I do remember you were you were very bothered by him opening it, opening the TARDIS with a snap, and then later on that evening, being very upset about how the Avengers got their name. So yeah. I'm very sorry. It was a difficult day for you, son. It was um, so hard. I hope you had a good night's rest. And uh, yeah, Hopefully all right, Corbin, tell us about, tell us about uh, some some random jiggery pokery with the squareness gun. Um. I don't know why, but I looked up the squareness gun. I think it was because I recognized it as Captain Jack's gun. His, uh, what did he call it? A sonic rifle or something? Uh, I don't remember. It was some sonic gun or something. Yeah, sonic blaster. Sonic blaster. But, um, so I noticed an amazing bit of continuity here. This episode takes place in the 51st century, and in the... It, I'm burping a lot. I don't know why. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> it's just I need to explain why. In I'm the episode, the empty child. Jack's uh, square in his gun was said to have actually been made in the 51st century on the planet Villengard, and I was like, that's a nice little callback and or tidbit. Just and Villengard was the one that was um, it was a weapons factory planet slash banana farm or yeah, something. Yeah, the doctor turned it into a banana farm. That, yes, that may or may not have involved the doctor. Um, I found a note, Corbin, that um, in the Doctor Who confidential for the second part of, of this episode, of, the, of this two-parter, that Stephen Moffat, um, when he when he wrote that, that part in about the squareness gun, it was in his mind that she found Jack's old squareness gun left behind in the TARDIS. That'd be pretty awesome. Oh, that'd be so, cool. In you know, in your mind, you're saying, "Oh, look here, there's there's some continuity where Jack says he got this gun in the 51st century. Now we're in the 51st century, and one of those guns appears. Uh-huh. Dig a little deeper, you find out it's the same gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's awesome. So, um, and I I kind of I threw this on the the checklist because I we keep bumping into it. I feel like uh, Corbin mm-hmm. wanted to put this in the let's talk about section, but I had something else I wanted to talk about. So I'm just going to add to the checklist this week, existential horror, <laughs> check, check. <laughs> checkity check, check. I mean, there's like, um, how much of this do we want to talk about? The kids, definitely. All right. Give Def- us, give us a rundown the of, of the existential horror of <laughs> whose kids, what kids, what are you talking about? So in the core where everyone was saved, we figure out the kids are all the same and they don't exist. And then the kids start saying, Mommy, is it true that we don't exist? <laughs> Actually, at a certain point, the little girl is like, We don't exist, do we, Mommy? Like, she's like embracing the <laughs> when idea. You, I don't when you exist. shut your eyes, we're gone. <laughs> it's like, Sometimes when you're not near us, we don't <laughs> exist. Yeah. Like, every time you close your eyes, and now, I, now we have a new reason not to blink. Mm-hmm. I can't blink anymore because the statues might move, and you two might disappear. 
So, jeez. Uh, uh, what was it you said? If I think, therefore I'm not, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, her whole thing, I mean, like, if you, the, you know, the philosophical cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am. So if you can think the question, do I exist, then the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Because it takes a consciousness to self-reflect that way. Except but in this in this case, we were these saying... These little girls are... <laughs> children have yeah. consciousness and yet do not exist. Yes, And, and they're coming upon the realization not only am I not real, I don't exist. <laughs> now does every kid there start thinking, wait, do I exist? Uh, yeah, wait, where are all of the, Where were all those kids' parents? Uh, yeah, they didn't really even touch on that. Yeah, You know, she was talking about, look, all the kids are the same, but they didn't, it wasn't like you looked around the park and there were a bunch of other parents there. That with looked exactly playing. the same. That would be fine. No, there should have been, there should have been lots of other parents that were different people who were also given these, you know, copy and paste oh, children yeah. or whatever. So, um, the and other, then the possibility the that children? her husband didn't exist either, which. Oh man. I mean, it's one thing to be a little kid trying yeah, to comprehend, yeah. maybe I don't exist. A full-grown person that's lived a full life, like, I don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the, the um, yeah, that was a real, that was a real tear-jerker I'll find you, end. I'll find you. Yeah. No, you won't, because he's not real, apparently. Well, no, he no. was real. Did you miss that? He got teleported out. Did you miss that, at the big reveal at and the end? And the one thing that was so, they, so sad was that he couldn't call out because he stuttered. Yeah. That was did you just, miss that part? Why did they do that? I thought the idea was they didn't know whether or not he was real. No, what happened no. was Donna and the doctor, you know, the doctor, he said, hey, any luck? And she says, no, I, I haven't found him anywhere. And then they kind of, they have their little moment and then they turn to walk away. And as they're leaving, the camera comes, pans over and, and there he is. And he sees her and he tries to call out to her. But he, he st- his stutter stops him, so he goes, d- 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 and then teleports away. That is awful. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is so. Take awful. Take the TARDIS, so- whip that TARDIS back. <laughs> Comes walking back. Yeah, that, <laughs> Corbin's having a moment. That is. Let me fan you. Now I'm annoyed again because no. that is that no. That is That's so many levels. Really That's why this episode was so good. There were so many moments like that in this episode. That I, I told Jared flat out. I emailed him and I was like, I'll be honest. I there were some moments where I was like tearing up a little bit because uh, there were just so many things. I mean, like that moment. That moment when um, Donna's kids disappeared, like right in front of her. That was. Um, when and, you blink, we don't exist anymore. Psych, we don't exist at all yeah, anymore. Right? So think about, think open. back to when, when we first introduced, you know, got introduced to Donna and we talked a little bit about the fan backlash, mm-hmm. right? That they didn't want to have, oh, I can't think of the name of her character now, her super annoying character <laughs> that she played on her comedy show. I can't remember the name, um, but they didn't want that girl in the TARDIS. You know, they didn't want the insufferable, annoying teenage character <laughs> in the TARDIS. Like that's, Catherine Tate is the wrong type of actor for this role. And then she comes in and does this scene where the kids disappear and she loses it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I wanted to slap Euros for letting that scene go so, so long when, okay. So typical, typical show, right? The kids would disappear. She would freak out and she would go, no. And then it would cut away. Right. But instead, well, 
they stayed there for like 30 seconds. Like, what? Like, what? listen, camera angle changes. There were camera angle changes. Like they shot her from times. at least three angles of her like grabbing the blankets and falling in the floor. And I was like, I am dying over here. Please change the scene. <laughs> but it was, but in a good way, you know, like it was so, so good. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, so, all right. So, so you have the existential horrible. horror of the kids. Okay. <laughs> How about ghosting? Mm. How about that horror? Mm-hmm. Because, because again, I exist entirely in a commune. Well, and think about this. Okay, so they had the, they 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 had to introduce that idea, right? Because it's going to become a plot point later that someone's going to because their visor's blacked out and it's going to seem like they're talking to you and then we get the big reveal that Anita died a long time ago Graham. and Ghost. that voice has been the Vashta Narada because they've gotten better at using the commune. And, and apparently you know, sounding like the correct person no they sound like well it's because it's coming out of the community they're they're like hijacking the ghosting element of it and you know that that whole bit about you know they they barely knew how to move proper dave and his was just looping right Mm -hmm. um so they had to introduce that idea right so the way you introduce that idea here's the way here's here's the here's the simple way that you introduce that idea you do it with proper dave Mm-hmm. You have all of a sudden, why does he keep saying the same thing? And then you do the exposition of, okay, this is a freak of, of technology. There's also a ghost whose skeleton just smacked the window of his <laughs> Right, right. But it, they, could have done, they could have done the whole thing of explaining the, the echo loop and the ghosting and everything with proper Dave. But instead, they do it with Miss Evangelista so that one, when we see her later, in uh, in Cal in in the library computer, it's a bigger it's an even bigger payoff, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then two, you just they have this dramatic. Again, how long was that scene? That scene of her slowly so degrading long. and dying. What? Yeah, that was so I so mean, it was long. Real time. Yeah, it was probably like five minutes. Easily five minutes out of out of like a mm-hmm. ninety minute story. They spent on that character slowly degrading and dying. And they make you, they just made us sit in it. They just made you sit and say, slowly die. What if this was you? Because I don't know about you guys. I always do that. I'm mm-hmm. always like, what if that was me? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm, I can't see and what's happening. And I'm just a ghost in, of the, of, you know, the digital ghost. Do you think it was even more hmm. like, weird? Like you said, Oh, why can't I see? Hey, who turned out the lights? Like, right. wait, wouldn't they like go up and like, oh, now they're in heaven or whatever they can see in heaven. They should be like, wait, where am I? Like, not that like straight 20 seconds where they definitely don't have a clue where they are. Well, no, because it, it's just a digital ghost of them. You yeah, know, but it's they not, were still it's not- talking a bit like... Uh-huh. Hey, who turned out the lights? Yeah, but it's Wait, it, but again, it, it's all it's all digital. It's not like their soul is speaking as an actual ghost. It's just because there's a there's a uh, uh, some sort of link to the brain to the you know it's a neural mm-hmm. link. I think is what, actually what he called it a neural yeah. link with the comm system. So it's like the the comm system works by using you know working off of your brain somehow. And so, because it's constantly, like, streaming information off of your brain, apparently there's this little quirk that happens every now and then where it keeps thinking. Uh, yeah. Like, that's horrifying. So, I... It's one thing to 
like, know you're about to die, but knowing you're already dead and yet are still conscious. Wait, well, and but they didn't, didn't even they, tell her that, though. Didn't they eat all of the meat, so wouldn't that... Yeah, that would include the brain, eat, yeah. so it's a little... No, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's it's, it's not it's not it's entirely trapped. That's the thing. Them. It is entirely digital. It is mm-hmm. okay. So there's a there's a show, um, there's a show on Netflix. It's an anthology show called Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, kids, don't watch it. Uh, <laughs> don't watch it without mom and dad's permission. Um, it, it's it's you know, TV MA for a reason. It's a but they constantly play with the idea of like a digital clone of you. And there's a couple of episodes. Um, one of them, uh, any listeners that have that have watched the show, there's one called um, uh, the Black Museum, and then there's one called White Christmas. Interestingly enough, one of them's white something and black something. I don't know if there's anything there, but both of those episodes are and and mini anthology episodes where they tell a couple of different stories within the episode, mm-hmm. and they all they both deal yeah they both deal with the concept of. What if you could stick something in your brain that would like clone you and download you and stick you in a computer? And then mm-hmm. the the you, the like the biological you just kind of keeps on going, right? But then this digital you is it's you. Like So are you it, controlling both at the same time? No, no, no. no. How no. is this working? No, it's it's like it's like copy and paste. And so But for human minds. But for human minds. And so there the example that they, you know, one of the examples is um, they, <laughs> they literally, there's a, there's a, so, you know, like the, uh, the Amazon echo, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like controls your home kind of thing. So imagine if you wanted to power that by an AI, but you, you want to, but imagine if you want to power it by an AI that knows you really, really well, what would be the best way to do that? You put Just copy your brain. And uh, so um, there's, so what happens is. What about the copy? What do you mean? What, like, what are they feeling, about the They're still you. Okay, so here's what happens. They here's what happens. machine controlling your house. So here's what happens, okay? The woman, uh, you know, uh, lays down on the, on the surgical table so that they can do the procedure. And then the next thing you know, she wakes up and she can't see anything. And so then they, then they cut on her camera. So now she can see, but where's my body and where, what's, what's happening? And then they give her like a digital body of herself. And so as far as she knows, she was, she like went in for the surgery and then she woke up and she's, she's trapped in this room. And what it is, she's the digital version Mm -hmm. up until that moment, she was her. And then all of a sudden she's this digital version, but she's a complete copy of herself. And that's what's happening here Mm -hmm. is it is a, it's like copy and paste. It's not, it's not still feeding off of the brain. It's not tapping into something spiritual or something. It is like just a digital copy and paste. And so, you know, for that five minutes, Miss Evangelista, you know, had a copy of herself that didn't know that she wasn't her. To her, mm-hmm. she was still who she, you know, she was herself. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, because she started the you know the the information was degrading, she Ice couldn't cream. think properly Ice anymore cream. and couldn't yeah, and then got stuck on a loop until they just cut her off. I mean that's just horrifying. So <clears throat> so um, uh, adults out there definitely check out Black Mirror. Um, mm-hmm. There's some amazing 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 stuff about what is the nature of you. You know, and um, and they they do all kinds of interesting stuff with that. By the way, you want to talk about um, you want to talk about existential horror? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that's probably like the subtitle of that show. <laughs> it's like black horror, 
What type of existential horror are we going to put you through Black this week? Black Mirror, you mean? Black Mirror. What did I say? Black, Black horror. horror. That's same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Black Mirror. So, anyways, Isn't the all right. Black Mirror the phone? Uh, Isn't yes. that the whole it, point? Well, digital screens, yeah. Yeah. So think about your TV screen, your phone screen, your iPad or whatever. It is electronic when it's, when existentialism. It's, yeah, when it's off and you look at it, it's a black mirror. So, yeah. And what happens when it's off? Dun, dun, dun. All right, so uh, let's move on to who's who. Um, we didn't get any mention of Rose. Um, we didn't get any mention of Martha. Uh, what about Donna? Um, apparently she knows how to kick in a door because sometimes you need the element of surprise with a boyfriend. I do not know what that means. Like, I don't think you want to. Boyfriends that are like trying to get away from her. So she's like, ha ha, I found you. Kick in the door. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Gotcha. Um, let's see. And then she says that, <laughs> I love the bit at the end. She says, she finally found the perfect man. He's gorgeous, adores her, and can't hardly say a word. She uh-huh. says, what does that say about me? And the doctor says, everything. I mean, nothing. Did I, I meant to say nothing, and it came out everything. Did I say everything? Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Just like panics. Nice. That was great. Um, nothing about Wilf. We didn't even hear him mentioned um, this time. We have to throw in this week, who is River Song? Um, let's do this. Let's, um, uh, let me, I'm going to pull up who is the doctor. I'm going to pull that in front of it. And uh, let's circle back around to River, because... It's going to lead me into the next conversation. So who is the doctor? Um, he's he's old and thick. His head's too full of stuff. I need a bigger head. He's, he <laughs> I love it when the doctor like starts berating himself. That's fantastic. Um, I love the line. Uh, he explains everything to everyone and then says, if you understand me, look very, very scared. Everybody just sort of stares at him and he says, no, no, a little bit more scared. <laughs> you know, like you're not... You're not getting me here. That's kind of that kind of should enough. be his final line of his opening speech every week, don't you think? Uh-huh. Like, if you understand me, look very, very scared. Um, I love the bit where um, Lux thinks you know he's in charge of this whole operation and everything, and then he shows up where the doctor is, and then all of a sudden, other Dave is taking orders and you know from the doctor, and he says, "You're taking orders from him," and the doctor says, "Yeah, spooky, isn't it?" <laughs> you know, like the doctor just. Walks in and takes control. Do so. what I say. Uh, what's that? Do what I say. He just kind of yeah. seems to be like that kind of guy. Yeah. I think we talked about this before, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just very commanding. He can yes. just walk into any situation, do this, do that, psychic paper, listen to me. <laughs> right. Sometimes not even with the psychic yeah. paper. Like um, he uses the psychic paper to like get his way into a situation, but a lot of times, like once he's in, he just. Like you said, Corbin, he just commands attention and... And, and people just kind of listen to him. And the next time you can see that he's telling people what to do, and again, only one of them is like, why should we take orders from yeah, you? Yeah, it's How always know just one. Are? It's always just one. And right. he doesn't listen for like a couple Ooh. minutes, and then, oh, he's done. He yeah, starts the next taking one, orders. The next one is uh, Midnight. That is a... Uh, well... That'll be two weeks next, from now. Next one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the next Doctor Who we do is it's called Midnight, and it is, um, it is really awesome the way they, they tackle that issue this time. Like, the Doctor comes in and takes charge, and this time, it doesn't go the way it normally goes. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be really cool. So <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, apparently Spoilers. he's a, he's a pretty boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> River says, pretty boy, with me. <laughs> and Donna looks at him and he goes, oh, I'm pretty boy. And she Doesn't goes, she say nah. it a couple of times? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like pretty boy, with me. Yeah. And then he's like, pretty boy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so oh, Corbin, you got the next one there, right? Uh, There's mention of a little shop and they're like, hey, you always let them... You always make people go out to the shop so that they'll buy stuff. And he's like, I like that. That's why I like a little shop. So right. More mentions of a little shop. So, so now we know why he likes a little shop, because apparently that signals where the exit is. <laughs> so I thought that was great. Uh, let's see. And we have um, a couple of descriptions of the doctor from River. So the first one, you have um, uh, Mr. Lux says, you know, like, who is that guy? And River says, the only story you'll ever tell if you manage to survive him. I was like, ooh, that's a good one. Wow. Um, and then uh, later on, she talks about the doctor and the TARDIS, next stop everywhere. You know, where she shouldn't say anywhere, but eh. No. Because you can't go everywhere, everywhere. at the same time. <laughs> Maybe you can't. Because mm-hmm. that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Eh. Um, and uh, oh, and then lastly, he's always all right. Um, I love Donna says, are you all right? And he says, of course I'm all right. I'm always all right. And then no, she says, not. yeah, is that time Lord code for definitely not all right? Uh, cause I'm, and she says, cause if that's the case, I'm all right too. And I was like, oh, sad Aww, doctor, sad Donna, do uh, sad. sad doctor, sad Donna. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was tough. All right. Who is river song? <sighs> First of all, before we get into any description, you guys just, off the top of your head, tell me, tell me what what are your first impressions, River Song? She seems like a good uh, overall, like a good character. Okay. And like compared to the Doctor, they seem like very very similar. Oh yeah, how so? Like, she's like kind of like trying to take charge and like command <laughs> uh-huh. things and like. Okay. Oh, this isn't right. This is what it should be like, and that like right. very until she's a well developed companion. Mm-hmm. Right. And she even um, tells him that a few times. Yeah. Right? Like, try the red settings. You know, like, it doesn't have red settings. Well, it will do one day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, that's not uncommon, by mm-hmm. the way, for, for River to be correcting the doctor. Corbin, what are your uh, initial thoughts? Uh, it was a good character. I did like her from what we, I'd say the small amount we saw. She was, like, one of the main characters of a two-parter. But just mm-hmm. from what we get now, I feel like knowing that she's going to be a companion is going to be a fun companion to have on the show. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with what we saw this time. So first of all, she's an archaeologist, even though, you know, the doctor says she he laughs at archaeologists. And then he says, who are you? She says, Riversong, archaeologist. <laughs> I, I love that, how he's like, didn't he say archaeologists study the past or whatever, and I'm a time traveler? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I point awesome. and laugh at archaeologists or something like that. Um, she says that they go way back, she and the doctor. Uh, she's got a sonic. Like, um, what? Okay, real quick, real quick vote, Trip. Um, River Sonic or Doctor's Sonic? Which one do you like better? Doctor's looks cool. You like the. Oh, okay. All right, really? Corbin. I liked the Sonic, uh, River's Sonic. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like the Sonic bulky. better. Hers, hers was a lot bulkier, and I think, honestly, um, so you guys have only ever known this Sonic. 
Y'all have ever only ever, you know, because Tenet didn't get a new one. So we've like, only ever seen this one. And like the Sonic pin. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Which he threw away in a dumpsters. <laughs> could have been. I forgot about that. Could have been Donna's. You should have kept it. It that. totally should have been Donna's. Okay. Uh, so at any rate, uh, she's got her own Sonic, uh, which blows his mind. Like, why, why would I just give you my why, Sonic? Why I don't, would I give you it? I don't just do that. Uh, let's see. Um, she trusts him to the end of the universe. In fact, we've been. <laughs> that was great. Um, she knows his name. Uh, his true name, which we've talked about some on this show. I was going to say, how much of a big deal was that for you guys? Because uh, I don't remember how much of it we've talked about so far. Not much. I mean, we knew mm-hmm. that... What did told you, us no that even now, it. his <laughs> true name has not really been explored and no one really knows what okay. it is. So so when when you guys were watching this episode and he reveals that she told him that she told him his name in order to get her in order to get him to trust her, what did you guys think about that? Like how did that hit you guys? Was that a big um, deal? I mean no, not really. Okay. Because <laughs> we don't know lot. much about it. Okay. Like okay. we just know that I nobody knows it. I don't think up until this point it's really even been stated on the show. That he has a different name. Okay. So that's what I was wondering. I think this might be kind of the first time that this becomes a thing in New Who. I think it's explored a little bit in in Classic Who, but in New Who, this is kind of what kicks it off, and it's going to be a bigger deal later on down the road. But did you? I I like the way that they introduced it. Mm -hmm. He freaked out. I know. She whispers his name into her into. Uh, his ear, it's like, and he just looks like he has seen his own ghost. <laughs> and then later on, when he's you know he's handcuffed to the thing, and he says, um, "You told me my name. How did you know my name? I, there's I, there's only one time that I would ever tell anybody that. There's only one time that I could." And then he doesn't even tell us what that one time is. When um, someone's about to die. Yeah. So he doesn't say, but he he gives it a lot of gravity. Right, that that mm-hmm. she knows his name. Like, this is we good? a big giant deal. Yeah, we're good. Uh, yeah, I guess we're good. I Crazy figured woman. as soon as she was like, "You need some quick proof or whatever," and then whispered in his ear. I figured that it was gonna be his name that she told. Him. Oh, did you figure that? Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, the first time watching this, I, I had no idea. It wasn't. It wasn't until later on. Yeah. So, and then this time watching it, I forgot that they they did a reveal later. Oh. I was thinking that right away he said, that's my name. How did you know my name? I would only ever tell it somebody, you know, but, it, but they didn't. They waited and they teased it out. Again, man, this is such a good episode. All right. Um, so everybody knows that everybody dies. This is a Rivers, Rivers bit at the end. Um, everybody knows that everybody dies, but not every day. Not today. Why, trip? Because today... Everybody lives. Everybody lives. <laughs> Almost everybody. I don't know if you have um, heard that. Well, well like three people died for... <clears throat> yeah, but they all got saved. Everybody True. lives. Yeah. Why couldn't he pull them back? Because they were already dead? Because they were dead dead. Yeah, because they died. Um, so they just had their they just had their consciousness uploaded. Whereas Donna and the rest were actually teleported and, and wait, stored. If okay. they died... If she died uh-huh. and she got uploaded and her face was all weird, why was nobody else's weird? 
There was some corruption. Oh, there that uh, yeah. Evangelista what, said that it was copying errors. What I, what I didn't understand Data is corruption. if all the other ones, the uh, conscious, the ghosting faded off. Right. Then how come, how did they get in there? Um, yeah, that was one minor plot hole because the doctor went downstairs with the Sonic and plugged her yeah. in. And so even if her. supposedly they were saved, then why did he have to upload the other person? Her Maybe they yeah, just I, got. I don't know. And it's just highly convenient. Dramatic. It's highly convenient yeah. that uh, the um, the Sonic just happened to have this thing inside of it. I mean, I guess because he knew it was going to be there, but. He said, Other than that, there is literally no point for that thing to be in there. No, that's so. exactly why it's there. He specifically said, I had years to figure it out. Oh. So what would I have done? I would have given her this. Why did I give her this? Ah. Of yeah. all the things I could have done, I chose the one that just happened to make sense for that particular day, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, and then you also get into an informational paradox there because later on he's going to do that because he knew that he did that. In fact, he learned the snap. He's going to put red setting and dampers on it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. All so. the spoilers. Uh, so at any rate, the um, the everybody lives, today everybody lives. This is a Stephen Moffat thing. Um, he he His thing, wrote, the creepy ones and everybody lives. Uh, yeah, he's got the creepiest ones where nobody actually dies. Yeah. Um, and I didn't notice this. Um, uh, the Wikia said that in the four major episodes that he had written up until this point, the only people who really actually died, died from old age or illness. And they gave the examples of Billy Shipton, Kathy Nightingale, and then Madame de Pompadour. So anybody who died was like either brought back or, or like with, you know, with all the folks here, they got uploaded into a computer. So like, yeah, okay, they're physically dead, but they still kind of like get the, this life after. Not dead. Exactly. Yeah. I think so, Miss Evangelista was the only one who got uploaded though. Those other guys were just images, like they were there. No. Because no, she I said, I even brought you your friends. Like, oh, I created these. The way things. I took that was that they were actually there. Yeah. That they were uploaded just like Evangelista. So, Maybe. At any rate, apparently Stephen Moffat, um, he kind of got made fun of a little bit because he <laughs> never killed anybody uh, up until this point. And so he, he actually said in an but interview, he, don't he, worry, that'll change. He did do heartbreaking things like... Make the oh. children disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and did everybody killing else's? if they don't exist? It doesn't count as dying if you never existed in the first place. Did everybody else's children disappear too? Apparently. Like, imagine all the other four thousand and twenty-two people. All right, so um, let's see. We had um, so I, I told Jared I was I'm really struggling with how to talk about River, and I need your. Spoilers. Yes, I need y'all's help. So um, I wanted to talk about spoilers. So first of all, um, this is kind of also in the other stuff we noticed. We have the idea of spoilers. This has been mentioned a couple of times already this season. And then at the beginning of this episode, and I, and I didn't catch this you know, the first time around, but this time I, I, it stood out like a sore thumb. Uh, when they first get there, Donna you know, wants to read some of the books. And he says, no, 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 you can't read any of these books. These are all from your future that's it, you can't read them. That's you know spoilers. You and then she it. says, "Being with you is a spoiler." It isn't traveling with you kind of like one big giant spoiler? And he's like, "Well, you know, unless um, you're going to the past." So we end up with that. And then I thought it was funny that so at the beginning, 
the doctor kind of berates Donna and says, you can't read any of this stuff because of spoilers. And then he spends the rest of the two episodes trying to get um, River to tell him stuff. And she keeps saying spoilers. So by the way, are you guys now caught up on spoilers, sweetie? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why I've been saying that all along. So, um, uh, what? It's thematic having all the spoilers mentioned in this episode. Yes, well, specifically, spoilers, sweetie, is is riv- like one of River's catchphrases. Mm-hmm. Well, I was referring more to this episode, but... Sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, at any rate, I... I don't know what to do about the spoilers. <laughs> you don't want to spoil it by talking I'd, about the spoilers. Well, so. no. What I mean is, um, when it comes to when it comes to River, I'm going to be very careful because I've <clears throat> I've already told you one thing. Um, I've she's already your favorite companion. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've already hinted that she's one of my favorite characters, and um, that obviously you guys know. But I, I don't think it was a spoiler because in this episode. Without me telling you guys, when you, you get to the end of this tell, episode, yeah. are you are you fairly certain you're going to see River again? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would hope. Definitely. I mean, when I watched it, I was like, oh, she had better show up again. If she doesn't, <clears> I will literally... She's like Captain Jack. I don't Jack. know what I'll do. I'll stop watching the show or something. <laughs> She's like Captain How- Jack. You can't just have this character and not have them come back. Well, the, I mean... Except yeah. quite different from Captain Jack. Because she knew all about the doctor. Yeah, I mean, her the entire premise of her character is she's from his future. Yeah, so it's like you're if planting you a seed. Her, yeah. You're planting you don't a even seed know me yet. Of saying you're never gonna get to know me. <laughs> right, right. And you know, and Corbin actually um, pointed out uh, one of the things that happened. Um, and and this was Alex Kingston actually said this in an interview one time that when. She was fil- filming the scene where she and the doctor sit down with the diaries there at the beginning. Um, and she's like, oh, uh, the crash of the Byzantium. Have we done the Byzantium yet? Uh, and he's just like, not I have ringing no idea any bells. what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, I guess we haven't done that one. Oh, Picnic in Asgard. Have we done that one? And she rattles off a couple of things. And um, Alex said that later on, um, at the time, she's just reading lines, right? And it's just mm-hmm. babble. Right, you know, the crash of the Byzantium, the picnic at Asgard. I can't remember what the third one was. She said a third one. Um, And later on, those things would come up and she would go, oh, that's what that was. So, um, so what I, what I want to set up as a, as an expectation is that I'm not, it will be impossible. It will be impossible to just never talk about anything as far as River goes. Nothing so we already know she, with the doctor. Huh? Nothing is impossible with the doctor. <laughs> so we know she's coming back. Now what I'm not going to do is I'm Obviously. not going to I'm not going to give away plot points and things like that. Um what I want to know from you guys is like how much is too much? Is anything too much? Like it like like do you want to know uh are we ever going to see River again? Or, you know, do you want to know? You know what I mean? Like, what are you guys... I mean, we know we're going to see River again. I mean, in the future. Like, super tiny things like that don't really matter, but, like, big plot points. Okay. Don't like, spoil. oh, by the way, this is how this episode ends. Oh, by the way, she right. dies. You know, you know I'm not going to do that. Um, I, w- I, will, I, will tell you, I will tell you this, um, and I don't, I, I don't think... I don't think this is a spoiler. If you're, Spoiled if a you're small super, detail about Derek for me, which 
did not matter, but was hilarious. Who? Oh, on The Good Place. <laughs> I spoiled a couple things on uh, The Good Place. Um, so like maybe the ending of the first. All right. Season. So, so if you're if you're super sensitive to spoilers like me, feel free to hit your um, thirty second skip ahead, um, and I'll just throw in there that. As of right now, okay, so this is, um, this is what, April 2019, season 13, right? Season No, season 11 with the 13th Doctor. Season 11 just went off the air not too long ago, so we've seen the first season of the 13th Doctor's time, and what I can tell you is maybe I'll see River again. Like, she's not, she's not definitively closed. But isn't she dead? But she had plenty of other adventures. So obviously. here's the, okay. So here's the other thing that I'll tell you about River, and this is again, this is not. Um, so, uh, welcome back from your spoiler zone. Uh, she and the Doctor are going to run backwards from each other. They are going to see each other back to front. So this is the first time the doctor has met River, right? Yeah. But it is River's last time time. seeing him, Mm -hmm. right? Because she dies. So anytime that we see her, so, 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 so we, as the viewers are watching, we're going to, we're going to experience this character through the doctor's time arrow. Okay, we're going to follow, mm-hmm. we're going to travel through time with the doctor. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the tricky thing to remember about time travel shows like this is that wherever, you know, he's hopping back and forwards in time, but he has his own timeline, right? Yeah. And he is always moving forward along that timeline. Which they kind of hit on in this episode. They do, they do. So, but what happens is as we go through time, every time we see River, it's going to be out of order. Mm-hmm. So we just saw their last encounter. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, her last encounter, his first encounter. So you see how the loop is is closing here, then he's as it's beginning. <laughs> so in his in his timeline, it's it's the beginning. He just met this woman. For her, it's the last time they'll ever see each other because she's dead, right? So what's going to happen is moving forward inside of a computer, huh? <laughs> A consciousness inside of a computer. Right, right. So moving forward, we're going to see her backwards. And it's going to get, like, she is the definition of wibbly-wobbly. Where the doctor knows how she's going to die the time he meets her the second time. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, yeah. and she actually said that at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. She said that means from the first time you... For, our entire relationship, you have always known when, where, and how I was going to die. I know you. I watched you die and get uploaded into a computer. Yeah, the who last time. The last time we met. Yeah. So, um, so, so I will. I will say that much about her. That that uh, and 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 this is again. That's not a spoiler. This is this is a mechanic of the story, of the show. And and she's gonna um, she's gonna sort of lay that out. Um, actually, she mentions it a couple of times that essentially they're they're living life. Um, out of order, backwards from each other. Um, and it, it's reminiscent of a story called The Time Traveler's Wife. It was a book that was then also made into a movie. Um, and again, uh, kids, ask your parents. Um, definitely on the book. 
the movie, I don't remember. Um, if the movie is okay, I would love to do that as a timey-wimey because mm-hmm. holy cow, that is the definition of a timey-wimey movie. Um, and it's kind of the same thing um, where you have a woman who falls in love uh, with a time traveler. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cool. Um, so um, I will do my best to not spoil anything for River. Mm-hmm. And where I need your guys' help is if if there's something that you just want to know, mm-hmm. and I'm not telling you because I'm, I'm afraid it's a spoiler, uh, feel free to nudge me every now and then. Mm-hmm. If you're like, Dad, that's probably not too big of a deal. And uh, Whovians that are listening, if I'm leaving out something that's not a big spoiler but you can hear me holding back on it, let me know and, and we'll, uh, we'll hey, address Hey, who is Bad up. Wolf? what's that all about so all right um let's see let's get to our uh classic who connection um from jared and then we got a boogie i know this episode's running a bit long but it was a two-parter that was amazing so um, it was it was great yeah so jared's got some uh some stuff here for us and before we get to the connections for well it helps if i start playing it at the beginning Hello there, noobs in the Whovian. It's Jared bringing you your classic Who connections. And before we get to the connections for this week, I want to touch back on something from your last episode where you were asking if it would be appropriate to watch The Caves of Androzani as your first introduction to The Fifth Doctor. And I want to say the short answer is yes, I think it can work. Sweet. It's an interesting time in The Doctor's story. The Fifth Doctor has three companions through most of his experience, but one of them unfortunately dies, Spoiler. and two of them go back to their own lives. And so right now in this in that episode, Caves of Androzani, he has a brand new companion, so it's kind of like a oh, reboot wow. for him. So oh, wow. I think it can work. Of course, his first serial, Castrovalba, is also a really good story. So you could start with that and circle back I guess it would be, what, another, like, five or six years uh, to the case of Androzani. <laughs> but uh, if you want to start okay. with it, I think that could work just fine. So now, without further ado, let's get to the Classic Who connections for Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead. So we're going to start with something we talked about earlier in the Time Crash episode, and that's River saying, Snap! Uh, Of course, that is a reference to a card game where if you both play the same card, you have to say snap. We also saw in Time Crash when the two doctors both had uh, glasses that they wore. And going back to the two (coughs) doctors, the classic Who episode, the two doctors, when the second and the sixth doctors met, they said snap. So it goes way back into uh, classic Who there for that reoccurring theme now. Now let's talk about Sundays are boring. If we go back to the 26th series, to the fourth serial called Survival, we see the seventh doctor is dropping off his companion Ace back at home. And Ace complains that the doctor was returning her to her home on the worst day of the week possible, (laughs) a Sunday. She says, you had to pick a Sunday, didn't you? You bring me back to the boredom capital of the universe, You pick the one day of the week you can't even get a decent television program. Perhaps the doctor got his feeling that Sundays are boring from that companion. All right, let's talk about... I just got to throw in there um, that the Wikia also noted that Saturdays were when Doctor Who comes on. So Sundays are boring. boring. Of course, that changed this season, but okay. Oh, Cal. In this episode, Cal is a person slash computer... (laughs) 
but Cal Video, C-A-L, Cal Video, was an early British CGI company that was hired to do the animation for the title sequence for The Seventh Doctor. Coincidence? I think not. And speaking of The Seventh Doctor, The Seventh Doctor also said that something could crack the planet open like an egg. Of course, the Tenth Doctor in these episodes was saying that the self-destruct of Cal could crack the planet open like an egg. The Seventh Doctor was talking about the Imperial Dalek Mothership's weaponry in uh, remembrance of the Daleks. Okay, now we've got an exchange between River and the Doctor, and the Doctor says, time can be rewritten. And River says, not one line. If we go back in classic Who to Series 1, the serial The Aztecs, the first Doctor says, but you can't rewrite history, not one line. We either have the Doctor changing the rules or wanting to change the rules in order to save River, or we're seeing the Doctor evolving. Maybe he's moving even farther away from the non-interference policy now that he's the last of the Time Lords. Or maybe he's becoming more flexible with his whole idea about there are fixed points. Uh, You know, we kind of see that a lot with this Doctor. He seems to be willing to bend the rules a lot more than other Doctors. So I think it's really cool that they went way back to the beginning and showed us how far the Doctor has come just with this one little line. Moving uh, You ain't seen nothing yet mm-hmm. when it comes to tenant breaking the rules. Along when the Doctor is talking about having some 4,000 plus minds talking in your head at once is like being a Time Lord. He could be referencing the 14th series serial, The Deadly Assassin where they reveal that all Time Lords are mentally interconnected through the Matrix. But right now, he's the only Time Lord, so he doesn't have 4,000 minds talking in his head, or maybe he's talking about something completely different. But I thought that was a possible connection there. So those are the connections that I found, and of course, what's left is for me to give it a rating. I know you guys were just talking last episode that you may never give something a 10, because a 10 out of 10, it just doesn't give you anywhere to grow. But I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to give it a 10 because I'm not afraid that uh, of giving something a 10 plus in the future. So I'm giving it 10 out of 10 proper Daves saying, hey, who turned out the lights? Speaking of that, that brings me right to the creep factor. Creep factor was almost off the charts for me in this one. I totally creeped out by being afraid of my own shadow now. I uh, can't walk around in the sun. So I'm going to give it uh, also 500 creep factor, which I think is what I gave Weeping Angels also. So it was, uh, if I didn't, I should have. It was way up there for me. Loved the episode. It introduces one of my favorite characters and story arcs out there, which is, of course, River Song. Oh. Got to give credit to the uh, TARDIS wiki for this one and also Wikipedia for some help on it uh, because my memory was cowering in a corner with all the lights on. So thank you guys for having me on. I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. Uh, wow, he maxed it out. No. He, gave it, he gave it a 10 out of 10 and a 500 out of 500. Um, wow. Amazing. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to say I'm going to give it um, 10 out of 10 uh, chicken leg bones. 
uh, yeah, I mean, hands down. Uh, yeah. I, I was telling Jared um, and, and some other folks that um, uh, that I was really looking forward to this episode, and I was worried. I was worried that I was building it up. I was worried that I was like, guys, I can't wait, and I was we were going to watch it, and I was going to be like, well, crap. That wasn't as good as I remember because it was basically just River. I forgot that this whole episode, like, forget River, okay? <laughs> let's let's, still let's take River and her future history with the doctor, let's take that out of the episode, and this is still like a nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an amazing, amazing episode for so many different reasons that we've already talked about. And then you plug in the addition the of River Song, and man, 10 out of 10 chicken leg bones for sure. Uh, Corbin, what do you got, buddy? Uh, now I feel lonely. I didn't give it a 10. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so I gave it 9.6 shadows just because... Uh, again, I still firmly believe that you cannot have a perfect rating for... Boo. I mean, we, we have discussed some, like, there are parts I personally would change. Yeah. Just yeah. small things. and But I did want to give it a higher rating than Absolutely. any other episode. So... Right, I, so I went into decimals. 9.6 shadows. Trip, what do you got? I'm going to definitely say this is... This and a couple other others are like my top, top rated ones. I'm going to give this one a 10. I think... I don't know if we what? were doing... Um, 10 what? Oh, uh, 10 ice cream. Oh, <laughs> That's sad. sad <laughs> I don't know if we were doing ratings back in Blink. I think I checked the show notes mm-hmm. and like we weren't writing it down though, so I couldn't oh, change it. Yeah, yeah, we, I don't think we were at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then we had a uh, we had a Facebook entry this week from Christina. Uh, she gave it nine point five. Donna's being saved and simply said to the library. <laughs> so she was she was super excited. Now I don't feel as lonely. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, um, all right, creep level. Corbin, what are you going to give this on the creep factor? Uh, Five hundred creep levels. This is probably going to be one where I have to start counting again. Uh, <laughs> Two hundred for all the existential horrors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then, let's say maybe fifty for the skeletons walking around in suits. Hey, who turned off the lights? <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awful. And um, an extra ten because of I'm never stepping in a shadow ever again. Like, never happening. <laughs> so, a total of 260. That is... Hmm. I'm, right, trip, go I'm ahead. gonna say mine is still pretty low compared to <laughs> what Jared did, but... Definitely way higher than what Corbin had. I'm going to give it a 378. I think I'm going to agree with Corbin 200 for the existential horror. Probably like 10 for that weird morphed face that we see. I forgot that about that. that okay. Oh, Evangelista's face? Extra 5 for... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Extra 5. Oh, that's funny. It's um, terrifying. Oh, boy. And then I think probably like... I don't know, like, 20 for, like, the guys, like, hey, who turned out the lights? And then, I like, I don't know. I can't count it all up exactly, but th- 378. Yeah, okay. Th- 378. Right. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna give it a solid 475. Um, I think um, 
if there were some more jump scares, I would probably be with Jared on the 500 level. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, well, uh, you know what? Um, I mean, the um, the skeleton's faces falling against the visor was pretty Dink. intense, to be fair. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Actually, you know what? I'm going to ratchet back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go 450. Um, because I would say it, I would I would have given it another twenty five for some jump scares like like yeah. some hardcore jump scares and another twenty five for like a terrifying visual of a monster yeah. like the Vashta Narada were horrifying because you couldn't see them but like if you did see something like if there was like a monster then again because I'm always I'm always I'm giving the score for Brayden um, if there was like some visual horrifying monster thing other than just a skull. Uh, then it would have yeah. it would have gone up even more. Um, however, eyes. however, you know, it would have been four twenty five if it weren't for Miss Evangelista's face. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, definitely, definitely there. There are the jump scares in the episode are fairly cheesy in my opinion, though. It's just kind of that's like, what I'm saying. There wasn't and there was a skeleton there that looks like you pulled out of some <laughs> science class. <laughs> right. it's like, if if uh, a horrible monster had jumped out from around the monster. corner. What's that? If it was a terrifying monster. Yeah, that like jumped around the corner. Then yeah, well, like, 500. The skeleton face like, was a different thing because yeah, if it wasn't if it wasn't bleached white. Like rather than a skeleton face, just a mangled version of the person's face. Right. Because they didn't completely eat it. Oh gosh, yeah. If there's really still something there. Terrifying. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. So um, yeah, fantastic! High, high, high marks everywhere. So mm-hmm. uh, I believe that's all we've got, and we're also a little bit long here. So um, I did want to mention um, uh, on the listener input end of things. I already mentioned Christina's um, vote. She threw that up on the on the Facebook page. Um, also got a a fantastic find that somebody came across. Um, Kara came across and sent me sent it to me on the Facebook page. Um, Guys, uh, let's see. I'll just I'll show y'all for right now. This is this is a cross stitch that Kara found that her dad did when wow. she was a kid. That so cool. we'll we'll look at it in more detail later. It's kind of hard to see what it is. I mean, it's a, it's a cross stitch, uh, a Doctor cool. Who cross stitch, and even the frame is in the shape of a TARDIS. It's amazing. Yeah, so I'll amazing. share that to the Facebook page. Uh, so that you guys can see that there. So make sure you go to facebook.com slash noobs and the Whovian and you can check that out. I also wanted to mention again our Patreon. Uh, the basic idea with our Patreon is if you find value in what we do and you want to give a little bit of value back, you can do that. Starting as little as a dollar a month, you can become one of our companions. Uh, at the dollar a month rate, you'll be Wilf. At $6 a month, you'll be Donna. And uh, $12 a month, you're no longer a companion, you're a hosting host. Uh, it takes us about $12 a month to keep the show on the internet. And so if you want to kick in and pledge $12 a month and host our hosting, then uh, we'll not only uh, thank you for that, but we'll let you become a host for an episode and have you on the show and uh, you get you can hang out with us. Um, we'll uh, figure out a, a fun way to do that over Skype or something like that and have you on the show and get some some input. And by the way, guys, that's open to uh, as many people as do that. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's not just one person. If several people uh, decide to go for the $12 a month because they want to get on the show, guess what? You're on the show. So um, mm-hmm. we do want to say thanks to our existing patrons, James and Jared. So thank you guys for um, uh, jumping on board early with that. And um, 
you can uh, find out more information about that and how you can give at patreon.com slash noobs and the Whovian. Uh, the game plan, uh, next thing coming up is our timey-wimey episode that we've been talking about for a little while. It's Harry Potter, the Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, we're going to be covering the book. I'm sorry. We're going to be covering the movie, not the book. I read that backwards. Um, if you're interested, you can get your copy at Amazon. Uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. And uh, if you're on the, if you actually go to our page, you'll have a direct link there as well, uh, where you can pick it up on Amazon. And again, that won't change um, your cost at all. But that using our link will help us out a little bit. Uh, Amazon will kick a little bit of money our way. Um, so we'll have a link to where you can pick up Prisoner of Azkaban itself. Um, and then you can also get a two-movie combo set of The Sorcerer's Stone and The Chamber of Secrets, the first two movies. So if you haven't seen those yet and feel like you might be out of place, uh, then you can do that. So next time, that'll be what we're covering, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban for a timey-wimey special. I believe we're going to have uh, baby brother, uh, the youngest noob, Layden, yeah. back in the saddle with us for that one. He's enjoyed um, doing the timey-wimeys with us, so we'll have him in there for that. Yeah, I think he's going to be doing most of the timey-wimeys. There might yeah. be some that might yeah. be a bit too Unless it's another yeah. Star Trek him. one or something. <laughs> right, he, he is not a he fan will of Star lose Trek. Interest. He gets bored with Star Trek. But he did uh, jump on for the... Uh, bank show that we did um so you'll get to you'll get to hear him back on the show whenever that one comes out so until then guys the noobs and the whovian is a production of master closet studios where it's always smaller on the inside especially when there's um four co-hosts <laughs> your senior producer is me austin reason our audio engineer is that guy hi i'm trip reason and our production editor is this other guy i'm corbin and he's wearing a hat special thanks to tardis.wikia.com for the trivia and to jared for the classic who connections thanks to james and jared for supporting us at patreon.com slash noobs and the whovian you can find us and directly message us at facebook.com slash noobs in the Whovian, or you can also email us the old fashioned way at noobs in the Whovian at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave a rating, uh, share us with a friend. And uh, also, uh, I don't know why this wasn't in the notes, but you can go directly to noobs and where you can see all of the show notes, see all of our ratings, uh, some links to some fun stuff. Um, and again, make sure wherever you found us that you do share us with a friend. Uh, subscribe, like, leave a review. Corbin, did we have any new reviews this week? No. No new ones came in. Sad. So, oh, sad noobs mm. in the Whovian. No written reviews, at least. No written reviews. We have gotten a few more five stars. I feel like we have like 26 different reviews in total, just only five written ones. 26? Yeah, something like that. The last time I checked, it was 11. We have 26 star ratings? I don't know. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you guys. If you're out there giving stars, um, we appreciate those. Um, if you have any uh, any uh, words to say um, as far as a review, that would be awesome as well. And that's at iTunes, but the, you can also review us wherever else you found us. And uh, again, do all that, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Tripp and Corbin. And, and we're, we're the, the Noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Sorry for the mini voice cracks this episode. <laughs> my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovy, and these are my sons, Corbin and Trip. And um, we're the <laughs> That worked. <laughs> Professionals. No, we can't keep that. And, and 